to Anything is Doozable. I'm your host, Lee J. Doozable. Throughout the year, we'll discuss current news, sporting events, and take an in-depth look into NFL news. I'll also have special guests come on so you can get an in-depth look into their career, what they like to do outside of their career, such as hobbies, dislikes, likes, and what they're really passionate about. I'm so excited to have this guest on our first episode. He's number two on the all-time list of sacks in Cincinnati Bengals history with 73 and a half sacks. He's also a two-time pro bowler. Welcome to the man cave, my guy, Carlos Dunlap. What up, bro? What up, what up, bro? How you doing? Appreciate you having me. Man, appreciate you coming out, man. No problem. You said number two. That's the uh, unofficial record. Unofficial, huh? The official. You know, since they've kept sex, it's mm. number one. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. But first, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Why don't you look around real quick? Uh, what seems to be missing? Yeah, I'm afraid my jersey yet. Oh, no, no. I don't have your jersey yet. That's the issue. <laughs> really? How do you have my jersey for almost four years? Yeah. Hold on. I want to look into this. How can you have my jersey for almost four years and this guy has not given me his jersey yet? Tell the people what's going on. What's, what's, what's wrong? I definitely did grab a jersey for you. I just haven't handed it to you. That's crazy. What type of an excuse is that? That's crazy. I ain't handed it to you. <laughs> no, you haven't. Did you see it in there anywhere? I thought you didn't frame it because I pulled one and said, this is for him. Yeah, but it just never made it its way over here, huh? It's in Florida, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, hey, that's tough. Too. Allegedly in Florida. Allegedly. That, <laughs> there you go with that allegedly. Yeah, I'm just saying. that. Do you see it up here? Yeah. If I had it, it would be framed up with everybody else. Does allegedly have to do with Lee J? <laughs> I guess. Because allegedly I don't have your jersey. <laughs> but let's get into it. You're in year 10 this year. Tell me, what is the main difference between your rookie year and to now? What is the biggest change you've seen in your career? Well, the other elephant in the room. <laughs> My first year with a new head coach. Yeah. Um, you know, nine years with Coach Lewis. Um, I did a lot of great things. Broke a record, five straight playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, good. But we were unable to get past that first round. Yeah. So, you know, the team in the, in the city, everybody wanted to go in another direction. We wanted to take that next step. Mm -hmm. So we brought in a new coach, and, you know, we're making the steps in the right direction. We're just having a slow start to it. You I, know? Yeah. Sure. Um, but the biggest thing for me is the game slowed down. Yeah. It's that much easier now to prepare for games. You feel like you know it. Although I still put it the same time in, um, sometimes more time in, you know, investing in your body. Exactly. Because, you know, 10 years is definitely defined the odds because the average is three to five. No question. Well, we're going to talk about you and your new coach soon, but let's talk about and go into depth a little bit about that more. You're talking about putting time into your body. You always hear people say, you got to be a pro. What is your definition of being a pro? Because I think a lot of people don't really understand what that means. My definition of being a pro, um, for me, it's investing in yourself. Um, you know, you can do that in multiple different ways. Nutrition, you know, you just went vegan, allegedly. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm pescatarian, but I don't do oh, dairy and egg. Right, let's get that right. <laughs> so I don't know what they call that. <laughs> Pesca-vegan. Okay, so he's pesca-vegan. I still like my swine. <laughs> But I eat We're trying cleaner. to get them off it. We're trying to get them off it. But I eat cleaner. I try to get it from, you know, exclusive places where they feed it 
uh, non-processed foods, okay. cleaner ingredients, uh, places where I know where it came from rather than frozen. I don't yeah. really eat much of anything frozen. In fact, when I go to restaurants, you can taste when their wings are frozen now. Most definitely. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of that. I'm not speaking of restaurants, honey inhibited. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. In there. Um, and the third thing is uh, take care of your body, body work. Um, every day of the week, I do something to invest in myself. It's like a little deposit, you know, um, when it's really a withdrawal yeah. because, you know, you're taking money out and spending it. But um, I call it a deposit because there's no bigger investment or better investment or higher return that you can see on an investment than investing in yourself, whether that be education with your body and athletics or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, when you invest in yourself, you, you'll see much higher return than any, you know, investor that you go give your money to. He can promise you these returns, yeah. but he ain't going to give you the returns that you can get if you're healthy, out there on the field, able to perform at a higher level and compete and, um, you know, just being available. Because the best ability in the NFL is availability. You couldn't have said it any better. And I really liked how you talked about investing in your body. Who helped you with that? Because when I was a rookie playing for the Giants, we had good veteran guys. We had Ronaldo Wynn, Fred Robbins, Barry Cofield. They really helped me learn what it was to be a pro. Because, you know, coming from college, all I thought was, you know, you cold tub and you stretch and that was it. I didn't know anything about acupuncture. You know, massages, like we didn't get that at UCF. I didn't know what that was. So was there a veteran that really took you aside and, and, and helped you learn how to be a pro? I was fortunate enough to have a couple vets in the room that had been in the league for a long time, um, but I was also more fortunate enough to train in Miami. Oh. So training in Miami with Pete Barrito, uh, he had a full staff program of all different ways to attack your body, anything wrong with your body, you know, chiropractor, MAT, um, uh, massages, the PT, and they all communicated and then the, I mean the acupuncture, and they all communicated. So like if you had something going on with you, they all communicated and they attacked it with their educational background. And I've seen so much good results out of it. Immediately when I got drafted to Cincinnati, I slowly started trying to find those people on my team and I had them find people in Cincinnati for me too. And then I kind of branched off from there. And then, you know, I had some vets come in, you know, one of the biggest ones that it paid off a lot for me was uh, when we had James Harrison mm. with us for a year, uh, his acupuncture lady. Yep. <laughs> um, that's one of my favorite treatments. Um, that MAT and um, finding a good chiropractor, Definitely. which is very <laughs> tough uh, to do because you know everyone wants to do an adjustment, but uh, not everyone analyzes why you need to adjust that. You know, exactly. so that's the, that's one of the things that you find out and try on there, and you know just. Word of mouth, learning from the vets, you know, who've been around, seeing what they do. You know, besides Chad, you don't want to ask about his diet because he's going to tell, <laughs> tell you McDonald's. That's what he And he played a long time eating McDonald's, which is crazy. McDonald's. He's the exception, not the rule. Trust yeah. me. He's the exception, not the rule for sure. Um, but, you know, we had T.O. Yeah. He eats, he's very uh, particular about what he puts in his body. Um, and, you know, we had Leon Hall, Robert Gathers, those guys, they, they, they invested in a lot of massages during the week, two to three. You know, I was always doing the one after the game to recover. And then I, I did cold, hot tub, cold tub every day, Definitely. which is kind of like a, a massage because you're 
the, between the contrast, you're getting the blood flowing in your body, and, and when you move the blood around, that's what uh, gets the lactic acid out and kind of gives you like a flush that you normally would need someone's hands to do. Um, so that's an inexpensive way. So yeah. that's a deposit. And then, uh, you know, just having the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you went in depth about that because I don't think a lot of people understand what it takes as players week in and week out to get ready. I mean, you go to war, you go in battle, and seven days later, and sometimes even four days later, if you got to play on a Thursday, you got to have your body back ready to play. And I don't think people really understand that. Yeah, it's not realistically that easy doing it on your own. You know, um, when you're younger, yeah. you feel like you hop out of bed and just ready to go and run. Exactly. That'll, yeah. work. That'll work for a good while. Once you start getting them snaps up and you start getting the AFC North and they run <laughs> the ball, taking on double teams, and you got two, three hundred pounders pounding on you and a 250-pound running back yeah. coming into tackling, and, and it's a physical game, which, you know, everyone's seen the battle between us and some of the teams in the AFC North. Uh, but um, you, you want to do a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, for me, uh, if you want me to go through my, my weekday. My yeah, I think, be, I think it'd be cool for people to actually see what you go through on a weekly basis, like day by day, to right. see what it takes for you to actually get ready for Sunday. All right, so Monday, I do the half and half. Yeah. Um, I got a 45-minute stretch. Um, it's called faster stress therapy. And then, so he starts off with a massage, you know. Uh, the day after the game, you, you're, you're usually pretty uh, sore. Um, it's, mm, what's the word? Um, it's like a delayed soreness from the game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah, I know, I know exactly work. what you mean. But, but right after the game, you usually, the adrenaline's there, everything's good. Exactly. But that day after or two you days wake up that after, next day or two days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, the day after the game, can't go too aggressive because that's when your muscles will spasm and lock up. So I just do, you know, light uh, massage, and flush type things, and then he does the faster stretch. So you, once you stretch the muscles out, you start getting the, um, the tightness out, and that starts making it easier for me on Tuesdays when I go see the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Then I do the MAT, and I also do, sometimes I do another massage. Um, uh, what's early in my career, I did the massage at the end of the day, yeah. but then I realized that I got better results doing it in the morning and then going to the chiropractor and then the MAT, because okay. the MAT held better. And then on Thursdays, well Wednesdays, hot tub, cold tub, contrast, or something at the stadium, stretch at the stadium, something like that light, unless it's late in the season, then I add one of my people will have to do an extra day. Yeah. Um, then Thursday, I do acupuncture. Um, uh, it's a unique treatment. You guys could probably see it on Hard Knocks. Um, James Harrison had her featured on there. Yeah. The 300 needle treatment. And you've had it as <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. Lisa, yeah. she's great. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Lisa and Miss Sarah. Um, now the both of them are really great at it. Um, and that's Thursday. And then Friday is the final tune-up where I do the light stretch. If it's a home game, I, I go on Saturday. If it's a away game, I go on Friday. Mm. So I do a light stretch again with the faster stretch therapy, and then I do an MAT uh, session afterwards to fine tune the muscle. It's like a tune up of getting your car tuned up, and that's like my final thing. And then, and then we on after it's that. It's almost game day Sunday. It's time to go. Game, game day Sunday. Don't need no guys to go. Yeah, I hear that. Well, let's go back a little bit. We kind of talked about the coaching change. It's very fortunate for a guy, you know, playing 10 years in the league to have one coach for nine years. That usually doesn't happen unless 
you're playing for New England or the Saints or, or Seattle with Pete Carroll. Right. Tell us the biggest difference between uh, a Marvin Lewis and a Zach Taylor that you've seen so far. The biggest difference so far, well, uh, he's definitely a lot younger. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's a couple years older than me, but the energy that he brings into the room every day, everything we do, uh, they like push that energy into you like it's contagious. Um, I don't know how the exact words to say it, but the energy that they bring and the way they go about their work is so contagious that everyone catches on to it, everyone feels it, everyone wants to be a part of it, everyone's moving around with that same swagger and that demeanor. Um, that's the biggest difference that I've seen. Um, and he's offense-oriented <laughs> versus defense-oriented, which Coach Lewis was. Exactly. So, you know, those are the two things that are the biggest difference. But other than that, um, I feel like Coach Zach is, is up to something special. So you just said it, it seems like he's up to something special. Even though it's been a rough year for you guys, it seems like guys are buying into that process because they're looking in the future that these, this thing will turn around. You know, we have a young coaching staff. You know, a lot of them are first-time coaches. But there's a lot of energy, so it does seem like guys are buying into it. No, everyone's bought in. But obviously, you know, this is a what have you done for me lately league. Yeah. So everybody wants to win now because the opportunity for winning or playing in this league is so short. Definitely. The average three to five years. Uh, so everybody wants to win now, you know. Um, but it takes a process. Um, you know, when you, when you do an overhaul like we did the last, the last year and you try to change the culture, and try to implement a new system. It takes a little bit of time to get that relationship and build that bond with all the new people. Yeah. Not to say that you know we got a horrible roster, because um, we have a great roster, yeah. but we're dealing with some adversity. Majority of our best players have been hurt yeah. for a couple weeks throughout the season. You know, I missed my first two games in seven Forever. years. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Green's trying to come back off an of injury. Um, you know, we've been having a, dealing with a lot of adversity as well on top of the of relationship building with the new coaching staff and, you know, the experience. They have one of the youngest teams in the league. Um, and if you add the coaches, it's definitely one of the youngest <laughs> yeah. teams in the league. So, you know, the combination of all that stuff goes into what we're going through. And uh, sadly, you know, we're at where we're at. Yeah. But we got eight games left, and now I feel like, you know, the relationships are there. We've been in a lot of scenarios and situations. So I think we're going to make a great push this last thing. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I will say that I really enjoy about your team is you guys have been in a lot of close games. And you'll see these teams go down and they'll be winless or be 0-5. And a lot of times they'll quit on the coach. But it doesn't seem like you guys have done that. You guys have kept fighting week in and week out. We've talked about a lot of changes. You had a new head coach change. But you also this week came out and made a quarterback change. Coach Zach Taylor came out and said they're going to bench Andy Dalton and that Ryan Finley, the rookie quarterback, will be the starting quarterback. As a veteran on this team and other veterans on, the, on this team, how can you make his transition a lot easier, you know, starting his first NFL game as a rookie quarterback? Uh, you got to get behind him, rally behind him. Um, you know, one thing about five, Ryan Finley, we call him five, he comes in, he has that swagger too, that confidence, walks out, walks in with his chest out, he's okay. a rookie. Love it. Uh, he always treats it like he's been there before, but when he's in any scenario, when he's in any room, it seems like he soaks up the information like a sponge. It's, mm. it's not like he's cocky, confident, like, I know how to do this. <laughs> Don't tell me how to do it. Yeah. He's like this, but like with his chest out. So it's like, um, and, I, and I know Andy, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. Definitely. Being 
the quarterback and being the guy for this amount of years. But, you know, Andy uh, already addressed it with the team, and uh, we're all going to get behind him, and we're going to make this push, make this run this last it. eight. The thing about Ryan Finley, I saw some of his preseason film. He looked really good. What do you think he brings to the table as a quarterback? Uh, energy, confidence. Um, he can sling it. He can run it. Um, and he, he's got a really good arm. It seems like he anticipates some of the routes differently. Um, obviously, you know, he's their guy, so he kind of fits the system where they're trying to go. But Andy's a heck of a quarterback as well. Yeah. He's top five leading the league stat-wise. I think you sent me the stat. Yeah. Um, uh, so you've seen that, what he's been able to do in the system. But um, right now they want to see what five can do mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, we want to take that next step. Like we've been in great scenarios, great situations with the team the way it has, but we haven't been able to take that next step. And in order for us to take that next step, you got to do something differently. And right now they want to see um, – somebody different at quarterback and you know when you do something like that that shakes the whole room up and that's everyone know that you're tangible so that makes everyone get on their p's and q's so you know the guys who might have got complacent and comfortable now they sitting up in the meetings and, and, and you know they're back to taking notes trying to be on top you know sadly yeah. even though it's a professional league you play with guys like that yeah i think they got it all up here they don't need it but you know, that half a second in the, in the football game is touchdowns, first downs, yeah. whatever, you know. So, you know, it's, it's good to stay on top of your stuff. And when, 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 the, when the owner and the head coach makes a move like that, that just shakes everybody up. Like, come on now, get, get going. You, you can be touched too. Oh, definitely. Our franchise quarterback, you know, we sat him down. So, uh, who, who is that? To, Say that you can't be touched. Very, very much so. And, and the saying goes, and you've heard it, NFL stands for not for long, and nobody's untouchable. I mean, we've seen it so many trades this year happen, you know, to Davion Clowney going to Seattle, man. He's the, the number one overall pick. So that proves that really nobody is untouchable. 